that song again just the two of us it's just me and you Derek just the two of us it's just us Tommy's not with us again you know that song's almost becoming our theme song other than the money 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 it's uh, we've been playing it so much lately you and I are committed I don't know what's with Tommy right now but he's prepping for the Sirius XM show tonight so that's his baby we're not his baby right now what do you no. think well uh, that's his that's his Wednesday Wednesday mo you guys have been doing that what five and a half years now almost six years yeah. so he's Tommy's a re- routine guy I, I know that so let, that we'll let him do we'll let him we'll let him do that today and we'll worry we'll worry about him later in the week that's right in January will be our sixth year oh. on anniversary of being on Sirius XM every week so uh, pretty darn good but uh, we have a lot of fun with that all right we're gonna talk football today but uh, really there's not much to talk about I mean no practices yesterday not a whole lot of news I mean let's just talk a little bit about the news uh, Corey Coleman he's on the IR out for eight weeks Greg Colson Olson he's on the IR out for eight weeks Nothing real special there. I mean, Darren, Devin Funches is available in a lot of leagues. Does he get any love there or not? He's going to get picked up. I mean, I probably, you know, I, I was one to always kind of use my 19th and 20th slots to kind of pick up the flavor of the week, if you right. want to see if you, you hit something big. With Olsen being out, um, there's a few more balls to go around there. So Benjamin, I assume Benjamin will see a couple more targets. I hope they get McCaffrey more involved there moving forward. But I think I think Devin Funches, quote, uh, Rivera came out and said, or I don't know if it was Rivera or the offensive coordinator, one of them uh, yesterday said that uh, Funches has done some good things. They like to move him around. And he's, he's yeah. basically a big tight end, you know, or a big wide receiver, kind of kind of like tight end like anyway. So, um, you know, they Ed Dixon is, quote, unquote, their starting tight end now. And, I don't. Ed Dixon seems like he's been around forever and never no, done anything. So no. I don't. We'll see. No, I'm not picking him up at all. I agree with you. I think Funches is the guy <laughs> who gets more of the targets yeah. there. Not a big deal, but it is Fab Knight in the NFFC. So if he's available, I'd pick him up. I think he's going to get some more love. You talk about uh, New York Giants. Orleans Darkwa could be the main guy now instead of Paul Perkins. Well, yeah, seven carries, ten yards, but without any blocking up front, I'm not sure either one of them are valuable. But would you pick up Darkwa tonight? Yeah, you know, like you said, probably doesn't matter if the offensive line can't get their their shit in the group. But uh, I again, you know, it's something. Maybe maybe that sparks something. You know, the Darkwa comes in. He's a fan favorite, that's for sure. So I mean, uh, <laughs> I you know, I don't know. I get, again, it's probably worth a buck or two if you have a spot. Uh, you know, and you're you're worried about your running back depth. I mean, worst thing you do is you pick him up and you drop him again next week if he is awful like Perkins has been all year. Absolutely. I don't have a long commute to work. You know that. It's a couple of couple of minutes most yeah. <laughs> but i was listening to sirius xm last night and this morning I heard john hansen on twice he was on yes last night and then again this morning and the calls he was getting was around carson wentz he's available in sh- shallow leagues obviously should we pick him up i mean it's a no-brainer of course you'd pick him up if he's available he's the third leading scoring quarterback right now he scored four, 59 points in the first two games 
I mean, stop calling in. It's a no-brainer, isn't it, with him? It is. Um, again, he's a top-five quarterback right now uh, through two, two through two weeks. And, again, we touched on it yesterday. He's a guy that could uh, could possibly keep this up moving forward. So I, we have a little segment we're going to do a little later on in, in this show where I kind of bring up some stuff about Wentz. So, yeah, I mean, it, there's no reason for him to be available on free agent wares. No. Pick him up. No, Seriously, go and not, get him. Not at all. No doubt about it. I mean, again, they have no running game. That's the key. Volume, volume, volume. He's going to throw 40-plus times a game because they have no running game. So listen up. Pick him up for crying out loud. All right, speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about Bradford. I know there's not much news, but, oh, boy, the head coach is saying, hey, he's looking better right now, right? So he might play. He said that last week, too. But uh, what's the word there in Minnesota? It's the same as yesterday for me, and we, we hear I'm hearing both sides. Uh, the coaches are saying he's he looks good, and of course, what are the coaches going to say? They're going to say he's yeah, looking good. I mean, obviously, they're Tampa's prepping. Uh, Tampa's probably prepping for Keenum at this point. I think I, I, I just think so. I just that bone bruise is uh, man. Uh, I've had one of those, and I was out of commission for five six weeks. It's right. just a tough thing, and I mean, and I wasn't playing trying to play NFL quarterback at that point either. So a guy, I hope to God Sam Bradford's all right, and he does play because we need him to beat Tampa. I mean, it's a, right now the I think the lines a pick him, and I think that's a Assuming that uh, Case Keenan right. is playing and not Sam Bradford, I think Vikings would be you know a field goal favorite at, at least with Bradford in there. So, dude, I'm looking at you and you're a lineman. You're, you're not a quarterback. <laughs> you're definitely not an NFL quarterback. I was a quarterback. I'm no NFL quarterback. Trust me. But I'm looking at you right now. You're a lineman. Yeah, yeah right. I, I was a quarterback back in my uh, my my high school days, if you will. So, really, yeah. yeah. No. I just saw my son in Fayette across the street here. He was playing quarterback. You know him. He's a lineman. So <laughs> not much in Fayette. I, th- I saw him throw a good ball, a good ball to a girl, and she didn't even come close to catching it. So, But that's what happens in Coed Fayette. We didn't have that back in the 70s when I was in Fayette. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> How about you? But Coed Fayette? Yeah, we had Coed yeah. Fayette. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I was in, in the 80s and 90s. You were... You were Way before that, so yeah, we had, we we didn't play football uh, in Fayette, uh, co-ed wise. The worst we could probably do is play a little dodgeball or murder ball there, um, where the girls would get a little scared. But uh, other than that, no. I told you there's not much NFL news today. No. So we're talking to my son's Fayette <laughs> class today. <laughs> All right, let's talk about guys that are owned that should be started this week. I'll let you lead off here. Go ahead. Well, I, I think this is more of guys that are, uh, you know, that, that are, are owned, but maybe owners are, are wondering if, if what they've seen so far is real and should they should they use them over maybe other options. A couple of the quarterbacks, uh, again, Carson Wentz. Um, I have a couple teams where Car- I drafted Carson Wentz as my backup. I mean, I went in with the thoughts of, you know, I, one of them I have Cam Newton and one of them I have Marcus Mariota. Um, who I thought would be my starters, and at this point, I'm rolling with Wentz over both of those guys this week. Uh, I think Carolina actually has a really good matchup against New Orleans, obviously, uh, but I just I think if Janoris Jenkins is still out for the Giants, um, again, we've said it a hundred times now, the Eagles just, we, we'll, they're not even going to try to run the ball, so Wentz is going to be airing it out the rest of the year, and I with those weapons, I, I just love Ertz and Jeffrey and Torrey Smith and Darius Sproles, just a great array of weapons. They all complement each other really well, so I think you, if you have Carson Wentz and you don't have a Brady or a Rodgers, uh, I got no problem with you moving forward with Wentz until he shows otherwise. And then the second guy, yeah, second guy I think is is Matthew Stafford. Same type of situation, probably drafted as a backup or, or at least as in a tandem. 
And Detroit, it, they look good. And again, they didn't have to do a lot the other night against the Giants. But week one, he threw, threw four TD passes. And again, just another great array of weapons. You got you got Golden Tate running his routes. You got the big guy in Galladay. You got Marvin Jones to do deep stuff. And then obviously Theo Riddick and Eric Ebron. Just again, beautiful uh, array of weapons. So Matthew Stafford is a very viable uh, quarterback moving You know forward. what, let's, let's talk a little bit about that game. Because that's a huge game. Atlanta is at Detroit this week, right? It's a three-point Falcons are favored. I thought the Falcons defense looked legit. I was on the radio with Chris Liss on Monday and he was like, ah, that was just the Falcons defense. They're not that good. And I'm like, they're legit. I mean, they got pass rushers. Vic Beasley's a big pass rusher. Dontari uh, Poe yeah. was a great addition right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And Trufant played shutdown corner, I thought. So that's going to be a tough game for the Lions. Uh, do you have any consideration of not starting Stafford because of the Detroit, or I mean, the Atlanta defense, but it is at home as well. But again, Big, big game for the Lions. No, I don't really have any hesitation. First, I want to see if the Detroit defense is going to be able to slow that Atlanta uh, offense down. Um, I'm not sure they can, and if that's yep. the case, uh, Detroit is going to need to score some points, and at that and at that point, Stafford's going to be slinging it all over the place. So I don't have any. I mean, I'm not going to start Stafford over a Brady or a Rodgers or something like that. I'm not going to get crazy with it, but I, I have no. You know, if you're, you know, if you got a Jameis Winston and Stafford, I'm I'm going Stafford this week. So I, I got no problem with it. All right, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. That yep. should be the best early game for sure on Sunday. All right, go, lead off with some running backs then. Uh, I think it's Christian McCaffrey week, definitely. Um, he hasn't shown a whole heck of a lot. I don't think he's gotten the ball enough, and I think the Panthers realize that. They have a home game against uh, New Orleans, and New Orleans seems poised that they're going to give up 30 points a week. Uh, so I think it, uh, Greg Olson gone. I think it's it's time for McCaffrey, and I think uh, once they, I think he has a bust out game, and once they see what he can do, he's going to be featured moving forward. And then a second yeah, guy, second, that's a good defense to go against, yeah, right? Not I bad. Mean, that's, I was going to ask you about that one again. The point uh, over under is forty nine. Is this the week Carolina finally busts out? We know New Orleans can score, and they'll score against this defense, but. Is this the week Carolina busts out? I think it is. I think I got Cam for three three total touchdowns. I think two passing, and he'll he'll find a way to run one in as well. McCaffrey's going to score, have a big game. Uh, Benjamin will score a TD. So I think yeah, this is I forty nine points is uh, it's going over. I'm going to say this is going to end up in the mid fifties this game. So all right, sounds good. Second running back I have uh, Derrick Henry, and I know. Uh, you know, DeMarco Murray was injured last week, and he just, there's something there now. Uh, Malarkey came out yesterday and said, Henry's still the backup, Murray's still the starter, but you watch yeah. that game. I mean, I watched, I went back and watched the second half of that game where Henry took over. It was, looked like he was back at Alabama, and he was that dominant out of the backfield. And at some point, you just get, you got to commit. At this point, to me, I think Henry's the better running back. I know Murray's had ups and downs, and he looked great last year, and Henry was there last year, but even at the end of the, end of the year, last four games, Henry out-touched him, outscored him big time. And I see the same thing the first two games here and moving forward. I just think Henry's a beast, and they want to run behind that line. It's a great offensive line there in, in uh, Tennessee. So they they got a they got a you know a game against uh, Seattle, which I want to see uh, high carved up Seattle last week uh, for whatever yeah. reason. So I don't know if the, this Seahawks front isn't as vaunted as it once was, but that's an interesting game down there, Seattle and Seattle and Tennessee. So I, I think all systems go with Derrick Henry. I got no problem using him as a running back two or flex spot, whatever you need. But I think uh, I think Derrick Henry's uh, time has come. Yeah, I think two things there. Murray doesn't look as healthy as he did last year. He's right. not running the same way, obviously. So he's n he's not the same player right now. But when he gets healthy, I think he will be. But Henry looks much different than last year. You, know, you talk about these Alabama back comes they come out of college. Yeah. They've been used an awful lot by Saban. Saban doesn't care about nope, their long term future, <laughs> so he uses them like crazy. But 
Henry went the opposite way of Lacey. Lacey got fatter and did not stay as in shape. You look at Henry right now, he looks like a rock. Yeah, I does. said last year he was just a guy. He did not look like anything special. But this year, he looks like a load. He looks like a tough guy to bring down. And if they swing past to him, nobody wants to tackle him out there. He looks completely different this year. I think he looks really, really good. Agreed. All right, go with uh, some pass catchers, and then we'll move on. Sure. A uh, guy we, we touched on the last couple of days, too, J.J. Nelson. Um, again, this is kind of uh, um, hard for me because uh, you, you know my guy, John Brown. But I just, you know, my guy was going to be John Brown. With the caveat that he was going to be healthy to start the year, obviously now we know that he's not. I mean, they they came out prior to last week's game and said he was probably going to miss a few weeks. So, I mean, at that point, it's just, to me, he's never going to be healthy this year. And it's frustrating for me. But there's, a, you know, there's a, the good side of it is J.J. Nelson is really emerging. Again, Larry Fitzgerald, he's, he's a tight end at this point. J.J. Nelson, he looks good. He's fast. Again, Palmer's arm, to me, the arm strength is still there. I think his game has declined, but he can still get the ball out there. And J.J. Nelson, is he's basically the best guy there at this point. So if you're, as, an, as a wide receiver three, I got no problem with J.J. Nelson uh, moving forward. Even if John Brown comes back, I still think there's a role there for J.J. Nelson. So if he's somehow still available in your league, jump on him quickly. And then my second guy is uh, Marquise Lee. Um, in Jacksonville, obviously with the Robinson injury, they need a new number one. He's a better player than uh, Alan Hearns is. I know Hearns, they paid Hearns a couple years ago, gave him a ton of money. Hearns scored last week, but uh, uh, you know Lee had 12 targets in that game. A lot of it was because the Jaguars were down 30 points, and again, yeah. you know they do want to run the ball with Fournette, but at some point, they still got to throw the ball, and I think Marquise Lee is in a nice spot. He's, he's just a better player than Hearns is, so as a number one receiver on an NFL team, uh, you know, he's definitely worth starting as a, as a wide receiver three or a flex at this point. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that, but Bortles looks terrible. He just looks terrible. He's I don't always, want any pass catchers on his side because... He's always man, terrible, though. I, I think he's going back to that, that slinging part, the old Tebow motion, because it wasn't working with the new motion right. before. But he's terrible. He's terrible. All right, I want to talk about a couple of matchups this week and uh, just throw this out. Uh, Browns and Colts. The Browns are favored on the road for the first time in almost a year and a half. Two and a half point favorites over the Colts. What does that say about either one of these teams? Well, sure doesn't say a heck of a lot about the Colts. I mean, you should, you should get three to have three points or three and a half no. points just for being at home, right? So they're they're saying on a neutral field the Browns are considerably better than uh, they at this point than they think the Colts are. Uh, this is not a game I would uh, if I was in no. Vegas I wouldn't touch it either way. I wouldn't touch the over. I wouldn't touch the under. I wouldn't pick either team. I have honestly I have no idea what's going to happen this game. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a you know. 13-12 game and somebody kicks a game-winning field goal, or one surprise yeah. one team blows the other team out because I have no idea how this is going to end up. Yeah, I have no idea either. I just thought it was very interesting. Here's one that really caught my eye if I was in Vegas. Denver is minus one at Buffalo. Now, Denver is coming off the win against Dallas. Very impressive. Still only a point favored on the road at Buffalo. i, I got to believe Denver is the better team. They're going to emerge here. They are the better team. This is what this is the quote unquote trap game for them, right? For sure. That's uh, you, you'd think coming off a of, yeah win against a, a team like Dallas and Buffalo showing us not a whole lot so far, at least offensively. Again, they're they're kind of talent strapped there. It's shady and not a whole lot else. But uh, to me, I, I think I agree with you. I think Denver probably, unless they have a monster letdown, Denver is a touchdown better than Buffalo easily. Uh, no doubt about that. I don't think there's any question. And uh, Tyrod Taylor against that defense, I don't see much uh, scoring being done there. All right, here's another one. Patriots are 12-point favorites over Houston at home. Belichick has never lost to a rookie quarterback, and we got Deshaun Watson going against Belichick this week. Pretty interesting matchup. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's actually up, moved up to 13 in, on some of the oh, places boy. I've looked now. So, I, again, yeah, uh, Belichick, they're not – I want to see Houston's defense if they can slow the Patriots down. That's really the thing I'm looking for here. But, boy, I, Patriots almost two touchdown favorite at home against a rookie quarterback. I think I'd probably lay my money on the Patriots. And <laughs> This is the one we talked about during the preseason yep, where yep. Belichick went vanilla on defense. <laughs> right. Tom Savage looked good. He knew he had this team in week three, baby, and he was going to say, Savage will definitely have the job by then. We'll kill him. But now he's got a rookie quarterback. All right. What is the highest scoring game, according to Vegas, this week? Raiders at Washington. It makes sense. Um, Washington's defense has been, I guess, average so far. They the way they the Raiders are putting up points and and their defense is a little suspect at times as well. I think it's just got to make it to, you know nationally televised Sunday night game. The guys come out and like to play, so I don't have a problem with that being the highest scoring. I actually think the Panthers Saints probably ends up as the highest scoring game, but uh, yeah, it's it makes sense to me. I don't. Uh, I, I think the Raiders go in. I think the Raiders are. A pretty good team in Washington. Can Washington score with them? We'll see at this point. I don't know. I think the Raiders win that game on the road. Yeah, I do too. I like the Raiders. They look really, really good. And the Bengals, Packers, Packers are nine point favorites. To me, that's too many. I know the Bengals look like crap so far, but this is their make or break game. They have got to show something this week. They can put points up against the, the Packers, I think, this week. So we'll see. But uh, should be a beautiful day. I don't know about you, Derek, in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, it's supposed to be 90 here on Friday. It's supposed to be in the high 80s on Sunday for the Packers game as well. So should be interesting. Uh, those are Milwaukee season tickets, so I won't be there, unfortunately. Those uh-huh. bastards still have two games a year, the second and the fifth game. Hey, what Another point I want to make before we sign off here is in the NFBC main event, we have five teams that just are going up and down for first place and fifth place. It's been really, really interesting. Uh, Doug Cassidy was leading yesterday. He's now in third place. Danny Bronski is in first place by nine and a half points over Chris Fessler. Chris Fessler has the second and fifth overall team. So historic year right now, but this baby's going to go down right to the wire and we could have a playoff game. We'll see. The wild card in the NL looks like it could go into an yeah. extra game if needed on that Monday. We've had that before in the NFBC. Really pisses people off who think they've won it all. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like, hey, i got nothing to do with it. This is Major League Baseball's yeah. ruling. Yeah. It's 163rd game. It's part of the regular season. We have to include it, right? Yeah, you do. The, the, it's always great, the September roller coaster ride for the teams uh, up yeah. there in the top. They switch positions, like you said, almost daily. Uh, so it, it'll be fun for those guys. So the one guy, who'd you say has two teams? Chris Fessler? Chris Fessler, yeah. Oh, second and mm-hmm. fifth overall. So he's, he's, he could literally finish one, two there. You never know. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, he's been right up there. He was second great. and fourth yesterday. He's right up there all the time. So, no, I mean, nine and a half points. You know, that can oh, happen yeah. one game. Uh, That's can, one bad inning by a pitcher. You could, right, you could get by, right. you know what I mean? So, absolutely. Wow. And Clark Olson, who won the 150000 in the NFSC primetime last year, is fourth overall right now okay. he's in he's like 30 some points behind as well so really really interesting baseball standings we'll keep an eye on that as well so all right that does it for us today hopefully tomorrow it's not just the two of us <laughs> hopefully there's three of us all you're right? getting that melody listen down pretty good show tonight all right listen into our show tonight yeah definitely all right sirius xm fantasy sports radio will be on at 10 p.m eastern time until then we'll talk to you tomorrow have a great day all right sounds good